0: You're about to listen to the IC News Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Please don't forget, our show can only succeed with your support. Tell your friends. Share the link around on social media. Leave us a rating and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. And while we have your attention, take a second to hit that subscribe button. That way, you'll get a brand new episode each and every Saturday.
1: You're listening to IC News the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse
2: the government increases the isolation period for anyone with coronavirus symptoms from seven days to ten meaning that craig david now has three extra days to fill with that beautiful honey with a beautiful body The Prime Minister is called out by the UK statistics watchdog for making misleading claims about child poverty figures. And who, boy are they going to lose their fucking minds when they find out some of the stuff he's said about Brexit. Wiley apologises for his social media outburst by explaining that he only meant to direct anti-Semitic hatred at one particular Jew rather than all of them. And as excuses go, it's right up there with the dog ate my holocaust denial. And finally, a cat has become the first pet in Britain to contract coronavirus, but is set to recover after being prescribed several hours of bed rest on a laptop her owner is desperately trying to use. Hello and welcome, I'm Sam Gore and you're listening to another episode of IC News, the only network who can settle some of the age-old British debates. It's jam first, then cream, then scum, and then you eat it off the ground with your hands tied behind your back like a fucking gentleman. If you can handle that level of truth, then come on in. Later on, we'll be sending at least one of our reporters through the Dimensional Gate in search of a transdimensional take on one of the week's biggest stories. But for now, let's have a look at some of the developments in our own reality here on Earth Prime. This week, the government announced that quarantine measures could be coming back into play for more holiday destinations, despite the fact that any self-respecting European hotel is currently painting red crosses on the doors of anybody who's travelled from England. Then, late on Thursday night, Health Secretary Matt Hancock announced a sudden tightening of lockdown measures for Greater Manchester and parts of Yorkshire. Anyone living under its umbrella can no longer visit friends indoors or in gardens. And if they do a weekly podcast, their pre-recorded sketches are now subject to appearing dated and nonsensical. Look, I've done my best, all right. It's 30 degrees outside today, and the room I edit in has west-facing windows. My testicles are literally melting, and I can't stay in here for another minute. As fears of a second wave of the novel coronavirus pandemic begin to develop in response to worrying case increases across the continent... The Together campaign also warned on Thursday that the good old sense of British solidarity that the viral apocalypse has thrust upon us may also be starting to fray. Here's Alison June Smith with the latest on Pandemic 2 Asthmatic Boogaloo. Sequels
1: If you've seen Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you'll know all too well that sometimes they suck more ass than a colonic irrigation clinic. For every masterpiece like Aliens, there's a dozen Speed 2 cruise controls. Life imitates art. And when it comes to pandemics, coronavirus is right up there with Independence Day resurgence. Guys... We saw gung-ho Americans insisting that hundreds of thousands of people dying was a great patriotic victory in the first one. You haven't even got Will Smith back. There's just no need to put us all through this misery of a second one. Stop trying to make Liam Hemsworth happen. Nobody's buying it. There's been a lot of talk about the dreaded second wave of this disease. And this week, the UK declared that anyone returning from a trip to Spain would once again have to quarantine themselves for 14 days. It was a decision made in response to rising case numbers in the country, and the sudden announcement caught a lot of Brits off guard. Turns out nobody expects the Spanish re-imposition, including the transport secretary, Grant Shapps. Although, let's be honest, COVID-19 isn't even in the top 10 of good reasons to keep Grant Shapps in a locked room far away from the public. Countries all over the world are now trying to balance reopening their economies against their efforts at managing the pandemic. As we all try to return to some kind of normality, that human contact will inevitably see outbreaks happen. Positive test numbers are now back on the increase in Germany as well as in Spain raising fears about the arrival of a second wave across Europe. It's clearly making the British government's asses itch, but if you scratch too hard, you can end up hurting yourself. There's a fine line to tread between overreaction and being too complacent. It's a line the Tories haven't even found yet, so don't hold your breath too much for a policy response that's in any way sensible or helpful. Complacency is not going to help us here. You may have heard a lot of talk about the falling death rate, particularly in the U.S. The data at this point is far from clear-cut as to why that might be. Drug treatments have improved, but there's no indication yet that we've somehow become miraculously better at treating severe cases of COVID-19. You don't tend to die of a disease the moment you test positive for it we could simply be looking at the natural lag between cases of infection and the resulting mortality. On top of that, increased testing suppresses the death rate by picking up thousands of milder cases that would otherwise not have been reported. While that's good news for those of us who can walk it off, it doesn't make coronavirus any less dangerous for those with severe infections. We can't be too cavalier with the information we've got. We just don't know enough. We like to think we know what we're doing, but the truth is, we're lost. Like Liam Hemsworth in a leading role. It's not our fault. We're just not Thor and never will be. This situation was never going to be a short-term crisis. Complacency and a sense of false security are two of the biggest risk factors for further outbreaks. Moving forward, our only way out of this mess is a sense of collective responsibility and the desperate hope that our government can get its shit together. If the impact of any second wave is to be softened, we need a working and robust contact tracing system. We need flexible and well-communicated responses to local outbreaks like we're now seeing in Oldham. Unfortunately, expecting that level of competence from Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock is like settling for the guy from The Hunger Games when you desperately need Will Smith. Seriously, I can't stress this enough. It's a shitty, shitty movie. It's always nice to see Brent Spiner getting work, but he deserved better than that. Oh, and avoid close contact with people in enclosed spaces and wash your hands regularly. I should probably remind you about that, too. I'm Alison June Smith, reporting for IC News.
2: Now the government didn't just set out to stoke fears about dirty foreign infections this week in an attempt to distract from its handling of the pandemic. It also took a great big ham-fisted swing at the suggestion of personal accountability by warning all of us that eating great big fists of ham was the sort of behaviour that got us into this mess in the first place. Tom King has got the keys to the Dimensional Gate this week, and he's travelled to a parallel world with a different take on how to count the calories in the face of a global health crisis. Obesity.
3: The big O. The not-so-hidden killer, unless you're behind a shed or something. It's one of the big comorbidities for COVID-19, and this week the British government unveiled a raft of measures designed to tackle the Chonka crisis in this country. No longer will you be able to pick up a buy-one-get-one-free deal on fatty or sugary foods. No longer will you be able to get a slab of dairy milk at the counter on an impulse buy. No longer will your children be subjected to fast food adverts on the television channels none of them have been watching since streaming services became a thing. This is all because Boris Johnson is convinced that his trip to intensive care with COVID-19 was down to all the excess baby weight he was carrying around... Now, when you sire as many babies as he does, that shit adds up. And to be fair to the feckless gobshite, there is a genuine obesity problem in this country. The only place in Europe with bigger waistlines than the British is Malta. The question we should be asking, though, is whether or not this latest war on our waistlines is in any way the correct approach. It's beyond doubt that excess weight causes all kinds of health problems, from increased risks to stroke, heart disease and cancer to type 2 diabetes. The problem is that fat-shaming those struggling with their weight and criminalising the calories in terms of public perception has been tried countless times before, and not a lot seems to stick in terms of getting the weight off. The recidivism rate for your average diet is estimated to be around 97% over the course of a few years, meaning that for every hundred Brits who manage to shift a few pounds, only three of them will actually keep that weight off long-term. Just to put things in perspective, that's worse than the borstal they sent Ray Winston to in
4: Right thanks, you bastard! I'm the daddy now, next time I'll fucking kill ya!
2: Okay, message received, and would you like a Mars bar with that, sir?
3: Now there's a mountain of evidence to suggest that calorie counting and crash dieting just aren't effective tools as part of a public health drive to cut obesity. You might have noticed already on social media just how quick some of your contacts have been to leap on this new messaging. None of the aggressive rhetoric directed at the overweight does anything to help the enormous societal issues we have in this country around body image, mental health and self-esteem. There are also clear links between childhood poverty and poor food health. Lack of food education and a surplus of processed food in low nutrients combine to mean that thousands of us aren't eating the correct foods in balance. All this talk of good and bad foods creates a cultural obsession with weight loss and associates guilt with the simple and essential act of feeding ourselves. None of those are issues that can be easily fixed and none of them are helped by government intervention that ignores their contribution to the problem. Now, we should all be encouraged to live healthier lives, obviously, and in a global pandemic, that's even more important. But when it comes to the fight against obesity and COVID-19, piling on even more pressure on those of us struggling with their weight won't help. Yes, we need to take responsibility for our own health, but all of us could do with learning to be more compassionate than we are judgmental. Now with that in mind, I've come here to a spin class at a gym on Earth, Delta, Keto, Bingo, Wing 14. On this earth, the health clubs have all signed up to a shared code of practice that seeks not only to help Britain lose weight, but to remind them of some of the other ways that we can better address the demands of the pandemic.
2: Okay guys, we're going to start on a three. Get those legs working, you can do it!
3: Here we go. Christ, I'm out of practice.
2: That's it, keep going, feel that burn, and remember, don't discharge patients back into care homes without widespread testing in place to prevent localised outbreaks among desperately vulnerable communities. Wait, what? And we're going up to a five, keep breathing, keep pushing.
3: Fucking hell, come on Tom, you're the daddy
2: now. That's it everyone, you're doing great, and remember, when your advisor directly contradicts your national lockdown guidelines and exhausts the patience of the electorate, you should probably sack the prick. We're onto a nine.
3: Jesus Christ! I'm Tom King, reporting for I see news.
2: Home stretch now, guys. Keep pushing, and remember, you cannot switch blame to the scientists when you're the man in charge of enacting policy. Losing weight may well help in the fight against coronavirus, but what about some of the other treatments we've heard so much about? This week, the American president once again doubled down on his support for the use of hydroxychloroquine, despite it failing to have a meaningful impact in treatment in several medical studies. Trump and his chinless wanderer of a son shared a video in which Stella Emanuel, a doctor whose credibility is not at all undermined by her belief that diseases caused by sex with demons and medicines are derived from alien DNA, claimed the drug can cure coronavirus – Trump Jr. was then suspended from Twitter for sharing misinformation and his father asked if misinformation was hot for a 14-year-old and willing to meet him. Trump's presidency has been defined by his affinity for baseless conspiracy theory and in the run-up to the November election he seems to be using them to actively smear his opponents and boost his diminishing chances. While this week saw the fun twist of the president musing aloud about the possibility of delaying the election like a proper little fascist, it's important to remember that he tends to grab at headlines to distract from the very real scandals constantly engulfing his presidency. You don't suggest suspending American democracy on the same day that dire economic figures come out unless you only want people to pay attention to one of those stories. In that regard, QAnon and Trump's precursor to it with the Bertha movement are just another form of misdirection. This week, Twitter announced that it was banning thousands of accounts associated with QAnon. But what is it, and to what extent is it shaping the online narrative? There's only one man we consider to be the authority on conspiracy theories here at IC News, and it's our very
4: own Danny Sutcliffe, who joins us now in the studio. Thanks, Sam. First of all, I'd just like to say that this is a fucking outrage! This is yet another example of Twitter overreach. In fact, it's worse than that, it's a reach around, and they punch in free speech in the dick as they shaft it from behind. Where we go one, we go all. I stand in solidarity with my theorist brothers and sisters, and I will not be silenced. Right,
2: brilliant. Well, before we start, Danny, I do feel like I should point out that there's every chance I will be silencing you. There is a certain legal threshold to bear in mind, what with libel law and the danger of unfounded allegations
4: to consider. Oh, I see... After approval from the elite, sire, trying to catch a certain member of royalty's eye. Well, I suspect I'm twenty
2: years and a gender off being able to do that. I'm just saying that I've no problem with discussing QAnon with you, but with this network being a very sueable entity, I'd rather we speak in generalities rather than alluding to specific allegations about people with lawyers.
4: Are you having a stroke?
2: No, I'm wink. Never mind. Look, let's just keep names out of this conversation, okay?
4: Oh, I get you. Very clever. You can count on me, pal. I'll anonymise everything I say. That way the fuckers will never get us. I knew you were a truth a deep down. I've always said to the lads that Sam, he might act like he's got a stick up his ass wider than Nelson's column and he sometimes pronounces his eyes like Jonathan Watts, but he's on our team, really. You've got the look of a man who knows a celebrity nonce when he sees one.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure any of that was as complimentary as you intended.
4: You're welcome. Let's start by explaining QAnon to your average brainwashed sheep who's been raised on a diet of mainstream media garbage to the point that a disgusting carcass is set to burst and spray their ignorant filth all over the floor. Always best to start a debate from a position of mutual respect. Exactly. QAnon started life with a series of posts on 4chan from an anonymous source claiming to have Q level clearance in the American government.
2: Well, that sounds exciting and definitely legitimate.
4: It does, doesn't it? Well, this Q lit the fires of truth in a log pile of complacency. They started a global movement seeking to expose an international cabal of demon-worshipping, baby-eating paedophiles and human traffickers. A cabal that's filled to its rancid brim with our political and media elites, from... Danny. Just... uh, Shillery and Will Flinton to Pombanks Banks and... baby lara Absolutely seamless. Thanks! Q implied there was only one man capable of standing against the deep state protection of this cabal, and the QAnon movement is now on high alert to all of the coded messages its hero is sending out. He's exposing the scum's links to Epstein and his evil cult.
2: And that one man would be...
4: President...
2: Bump, of course... This would be the same President Bump with long-established links to Epstein of his own, as well as a record of sexual misconduct allegations dating back years levelled directly against him by numerous accusers, including at least one who was underage at the time of the alleged offence. You have to maintain deep cover to expose the monsters, Sam. Yeah, well, when the covers have got My Little Pony on them, Danny, I politely suggest that there
4: are no good reasons why an adult man should ever be under them. You know what? Scratch what I said earlier. I should have known you'd react like this. You need to open your mind, mate.
2: The problem with opening your mind, Danny, is that if you do it too much, your brain dries out. Well, let's just start, shall we, with the way the QAnon movement is constantly shifting the goalposts. Before the results of the Muller report came out, they said it was a deep cover operation that would expose this supposed satanic network
4: when it was unveiled. It did nothing of the sort. Explain that. It wasn't the right time to reveal the truth. You're not following the breadcrumbs, my mate. All of this is such deep stuff that it can only be hinted at. That's why the president puts words in caps that add up to 17. 17, mate. That's Q... In the alphabet. Oh my god, he's
2: done that maybe once or twice and he tweets 50 times a day. 49 times a day, they do nothing of the sort. You're eating lint and insisting it's breadcrumbs. It's fucking ridiculous and it's Dangerous. This culture of brain dead speculation and baseless accusation is fed by online provocateurs making excuses for one of the most blatantly corrupt far right administrations the US has ever elected. It minimizes and politicizes the very real fight against the staggering levels of child sexual exploitation and human trafficking in all echelons of society. It weaponizes sheer bloody minded ignorance, subverts the democratic process, and turns everyday idiots into potential terrorists like we saw with the Pizzagate Siege. My God You're in league with them! Oh, well, you would fucking say that, wouldn't you? That's the go-to argument for cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias. Any and all evidence and opinion that challenges your bullshit narrative is just yet more proof of conspiracy. Your fear of the shadows becomes self-fulfilling and self-justifying, when the reality is that anyone with two brain cells to rub together can work with more than one position at once. Anyone capable of actual critical thought can see QAnon as complete bollocks and yet agree that everyone involved with Epstein, everyone should and must be investigated and punished to the full extent of the law. They don't have to be mutually exclusive positions.
4: <laughs> Why
2: are you laughing?
4: <laughs> Honestly, mate, it's too easy. Your face. What? <laughs> You've gone pink, mate. I'm not an idiot. Of course QAnon's a load of shit. I'm no fan of Clinton or Obama, but even I don't think they're fucking Satanists. Oh, you are such an asshole. Serves you right for being so quick to assume the worst, pal. You know, like the very people you're judging. Although, even they've got a point about Vince Plandrew.
2: Well, yeah, obviously. We all know Vince Plandrew's a nonce.
4: Definitely a nonce. I'll leave you there, pal. Maybe have a glass of water, take a deep breath or something, yeah? I'll see you next time.
2: I honestly don't know why I bother sometimes. We hope you've enjoyed the show, as we've now reached the end of our scheduled broadcast. We leave you now with the headlines you may have missed. Large sections of the US-Mexico border wall are knocked over by Hurricane Hanna, meaning Bill Clinton is now no longer the only US president to have his legacy damaged in one big blow. Opera singer Andrea Bocelli claims he has been left offended by Italian quarantine measures that he admits to breaking, insisting that he didn't see them coming and they don't make a blind bit of difference anyway. The Liberal Democrats prepare to elect a new leader, insisting that they will always provide a third way in British politics, even if that third way is always an embarrassing cul-de-sac that ends in a Tory majority. And finally, soft play centres in Britain warn they are facing permanent closure in the face of social distancing measures, as parents up and down the country prepare to make do at home by filling a paddling pool with balls and pissing in it. You've been listening to IC News, thank you and goodbye.
0: You've just been listening to the IC News Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to help us spread the word. Only with your support, can we reach more people, and build a larger audience. Every episode of IC News is written and produced by Sam Gore. Every week we feature guest voices from the UK stand-up circuit. Check out the podcast description to find out who you've been listening to. They're all very funny people, and you should check out their stuff. The IC News main theme is written and performed by Eddie French and the graphic design for the show is by Chunchy.com. Any additional music in the show will always be properly credited in the podcast description, so if you hear something you like, please check that out and support the independent artists who offer their work to shows like ours.